all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> In all fairness, I was going to laugh at anything tonight. <laughs> I know. But I got you anyway. You did. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. In reverse! Yes. Thank fucking God. <laughs> oh my God. Four episodes of fucking Chernobyl. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. I'm so done with it. I'm kind of over just about everything right now, <laughs> but... Especially Chernobyl, so. If you uh, saw her post on Facebook. (laughs) Tonight? Oh, God. (laughs) And Twitter. Then you will know we uh, are recording this after we have been out tonight. Which we normally don't do. We're normally better about not being sloshed. (laughs) When we record. I'm not sloshed. You're not sloshed, (laughs) but you're relaxed. I am relaxed. (laughs) I am sloshed. I normally do not record sloshed. Okay, normally being relative, but... Anyway, it's you're the one running but, the show tonight. But since so. uh, since she's kicking ass in school and taking twenty eight classes in six months, yes, I'm done with three in the first ten days. So yeah. yes. So I I felt it to give her a break. Thank you. Do the research for once. I think this is my third time. You did Death Star. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. With Rachel, that was like a half. We'll count that as a half because Rachel did half of the. Yeah. From yours and murder. I think the last one I did was, the, was the Dust Bowl. You did the Dust Bowl, and then you, I feel like you did one before that. I don't did remember. you do one earlier? Oh, the uh, triangle. Shirtwaist. Shirtwaist. Yeah. That was later. So yeah. yes, you've done at least two and a half. So this is like your three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. A hosting duty. Yes, as as yes. the researcher. Yes. So, so. Um, well, I don't think we have first um, housekeeping. We don't have anything specific other than to say thank you for your very positive feedback, all our beautiful listeners on Chernobyl, because it helped make it feel worth it. <laughs> and and thank you to our listener from Sweden for uh, ta- <laughs> taking it, taking it easy on us for for having a bad Swedish accent. That was the. Best. I loved that because they totally slagged us off about our, our terrible, granted, Swedish accents. But then I was also just like, been enjoying the show. Yeah. It's like, awesome. Cool. Glad that you thought we were awful, but also but like us. Whoever it was said, uh, people tend to make it sound German, which German. is exactly what I was doing. Or the Swedish <laughs> chef, which is what I was doing. You were doing German and I was doing hoody hoody. So, yes. Clearly, we need to visit Sweden after we I visit Uruguay. Uh, or are you going to prioritize Sweden over Uruguay? That's possible. Possible. So, But either I'll take it. We have grand plans about all the international destinations we're going to go to, but we disagree upon... When. Which, yeah, when <laughs> the and which... Order. Pla- yes, the pecking order. Which, which comes first. So, honestly, I kind of feel like in international travel... You kind of can't go wrong. Like, you should just visit somewhere outside of your your culture, you know? So. And since we just did a four-parter on Chernobyl, that, was, just a, that was our intro on where to travel in the world. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we, talked, we talked about that. And it's in, um, one of our uh, awesome regular listeners, Emily, tweeted. No, no, no. No, it wasn't Emily. Emily is still an awesome listener. Hi, Emily. But um, I think it was Katya who tweeted about, like, you know, we were arguing over whether we would go to Chernobyl. Sure. And you kind of seemed open to it, and I was not. And uh, she was like, she would almost want to go because things like the idea of, like, a nuclear meltdown, sort of that whole post-apocalyptic thing is kind of frightening to her, so she would almost want to confront it. Like, you know, if you're afraid of flying, go ahead and and go on a flight. You know, go (laughs) go fly. Go fly. (laughs) Go go fly away. (laughs) But, um... Oh, this is going to be a good episode. Oh, so good. Um, But, um... 
I, I kind of countered with the idea of, because, like, I totally get that. I really do. And, and sure, if you want to go to Chernobyl because it helps you, like, grow personally, I have no problem with that. It's more the looky-loo sort of idea that's kind of gross to me. Yeah. Like. To, to each their own. Yeah. I, I, I personally have thought You don't mind being a looky-loo? Having thought about it more, I would not mind going at all. Mm. I doubt I'll ever go. I mean, right. we're would that right, opportunity like, present itself? Yeah, but if it enough. ever did, then I could. Yeah, I probably would. Well, I guess if disaster podcasters don't go to Chernobyl, who else well, would? Then, then what, what fucking good are we? <laughs> so, having said all that... All right, yes. No more housekeeping, really. Uh, other than uh, rate, review, rescribe, the three R's. At All Bad Things Pod, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, at gmail.com. Yes. And dot com. That's the best I can do. <laughs> That's pretty good. So I had, let's see, what did I have today? I had two Coronas. <laughs> One because um, the bartender messed up my order and she very nicely comped me a Corona. Because mm-hmm. I had just had one. Yeah. It's as good as water. So <laughs> I had a Mexican restaurant. and Well, Tex-Mex restaurant. And then I had a Maker's drink. I think it was Maker's in that grapefruit drink I had. We went to North Hills here in Raleigh. And then I had a 6% or brown ale. Hazelnut Rogue. It was Rogue Brewing. Mm-hmm. It was pretty I good. I don't know where they're out of. Do you know where Rogue is out of? I think it's of? out of California, but I'm not It positive. sounds like a California, but um, yeah, I'm not sure either. So one of I our wonderful of their stuff. beer listeners will um, will comment on that. We've got We've got some good people who know their beer so and yeah. what are you having now i am having woodford <laughs> bourbon so let's see one two three four this is my fifth so drink. we've moved on to essentially a light beer which is what corona kind of is a to light. A oh light, yes 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 a light beer yes. it's not a craft beer right no it's not it's even not, yeah no, no no yeah it's a it's a mexican pilsner it's flavored water yeah it's good flavored water but it's not yeah. bad so you had that, and then went on to have another one. A cock, and then and a then, cocktail. And then went on to a cocktail. I said a cock. A, a, a cock. cocktail. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then to a craft beer, and now to liquor. Yeah. Straight liquor. Straight, like there's nothing. See, there's nothing in here. I'm pointing it to the microphone because you can see. Because you can see or do it. Yeah. So, having said all that. <clears throat> I'm ready to be serious. Yes. We present you... All Bad Things presents dun, da, 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 episode da, 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 da. five of Chernobyl. No, <laughs> don't <laughs> I'm, even. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. this is our anniversary episode. <laughs> I know, but I'm. I was kidding. About no, no, the no I know that, but I'm. I'm. I'm moving on from the kidding. <laughs> that was funny, but now it's our anniversary episode, and we're sloshed, and you're doing the research. It's perfect. I was gonna get to the. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Pretend I didn't say that. I'll cut it. <laughs> I won't because I'm drunk, but move on. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. So good. So, we, we do not bring you part five of uh, Chernobyl. Thank God. I'm kind of done talking about it myself. Jesus, yes. Tonight we have the City College of New York Stampede. Ooh. That's all the people talking about. <laughs> oh, man. I'll stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, so I can't pretend I'm surprised because I knew you were going to do this topic yes. because we both got inspired. Sorry. I got the cut motion or the wrap. Nope, cut motion. So on December, back to you. On December 28th, yes. 1991, nine people were killed and... <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> 28 people were injured at a celebrity charity basketball game that was promoted by rapper Heavy D and promoter slash producer Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Or, so it was Puff, well, you're going to get into the artists, right? I will. Okay. Yes. Okay. And fun game for anybody who's listening to this episode, because it is a pretty bleak episode. Oh. Just to give somebody something uh, cheery to think about. Woodford Reserve. Uh, well, that, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, just notice how many different variations of Puff Daddy's name I use <laughs> okay. throughout this episode. Fair enough. Because he has like six or seven. <laughs> yes, he does. And I think I used all of them at least once. <laughs> Do you go, so you, are you going into the artists individually? I will. Okay, yes, good, good, I good. Because I have questions. But this is also 1991. Mm. 
Puff Daddy. I was six years old through almost all of 1991. Oh, but this is is just after I had just turned seven, and I actually remember my seventh birthday. Okay. I specifically remember my seventh birthday. So this happened uh, nine days after it. Um. Yes. Yes, it did. I. I guess I should trust you to to do better math than me at this point. Even though I'm the one getting a degree in accounting. Yes. So this is 1991. This is way before uh, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs. This is almost 27 years ago. This is way before he's a big celebrity. But this is the first thing, unfortunately, that that put him on on the map as far as the media is concerned. Children born at this point in time. A child born on December 28th, 1991 is 26 now. Mm Mm-hmm. They're out of college. Yeah. They could still be living with their parents because after all, this is still part of the millennial generation. Depends on what school they went to. Yeah. And how much student loan debt they have and what their job prospects are. But let's not get too bleak. Um, And so this is a a while back, but it's so weird how the 90s are now more and more the distant past. Yes, they are. So the that's 90s, such the, a bizarre thing. The '90s me. are today what the '70s were when I was growing up. Jesus Christ! If the '70s felt like it was so far away, but it was really right there. Well, I now. remember the '70s made a comeback in the '90s. Yes. Do you remember like the whole flower power sort of, of re- revival yeah. in like the mid '90s? Kind of. That kind of when there were. I mean, there was there was a swing revival in the '90s. There the was jump jive and whale of all, Brian Setzer and all that. There was all kinds of stuff going on in the '90s. There so. was, jeez. But and anyway, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. So this tragedy. We're old. Yeah, this tragedy is almost 27 years old. Mm. So um, I'm just I'm just going to assume, and I know assume means making an ass of you and me. <laughs> But I'm going to assume that there are people who listen to this that also listen to last podcast on the left. So yeah, I would think so. I want to give a. I know we have dollop listeners, mm-hmm. so I would guess there's some last podcasters too. Yeah. But uh, we, I got this idea. If anybody, and I'm not going to go into the details of it because people listen to podcasts at their own time and mm-hmm. out of order or whatever. But if you have listened to the last podcast on the left's series about the Biggie and Tupac murders. Which was recent. It was just a few episodes ago. Yes. Um, they mentioned this tragedy in the first part of that series. Mm-hmm. And I remembered when this happened, I was a freshman in high school. Mm. So it clicked. I was like, oh, I know about that. Hmm. That would be a good topic for our show. There we go. So thank you, Marcus and Henry and Ben. And Ben. Yes. Thank you very much. Hopefully we'll get to... We saw you in concert last year. Hopefully in yeah. concert. Whatever. The, a live show. A live we show. did a live show and we saw them. But uh, We haven't gotten to meet them no. yet. We met Gareth and Dave of The Dollop. Yes. When I was completely shit-faced. We were both in pretty good shape. And they were so sweet. <laughs> they were. They were really Sweetest nice. Sweetest human beings. So nice. Dave, like, completely was cool with me being all drunk and like yeah my <laughs> husband and he was just like the sweetest thing and gareth was very good at like he handled us so well yeah like he was like all right yeah well, we, uh, should we sign this too <laughs> we bought one of their posters yes it's awesome and had them make sign, it out to, all, make bad it out to all bad things and yes. gareth, gareth was like that's a cool name yeah we were, it was we like, really sweet they're sweet people. So, yes, hopefully we'll get to meet um, Ben and Marcus and uh, Henry one of these days. I am a Ben man, a ben man myself. <laughs> that didn't make sense. But, you know, I, like of the three. I, I think you should just stop. I, but <laughs> You should stop after Ben man. <laughs> I, I, I like Ben a lot because he's a former evangelical and I really uh, that's true. relate to that. I know you're a Henry fan mm-hmm. and Marcus just does brilliant research. So, yes. Yeah. Good podcast. Listen to it if you don't. Yes. If you if you can handle it. it's not everybody's cup of tea. But so before we go into the tragedy, I thought it's best to set up the main players in this tragedy, which are the college itself, Heavy D and Sean P Diddy Combs. I am most familiar with P Diddy. I know not of the college, and I don't think I really understand who Heavy D is. Well, let's get into that. All right. So, we'll start with the university first. Okay. So, founded, City College? Founded okay. in 1847. 
City College was the first free public institution of higher education in the United States. The, of all... Wait, 18... There are, there are, like, UNC claims to go back to the 1700s as a... This is pub- first free public institution oh. of higher learning. Oh, so meaning free as in no tuition or free yes, as in I'm anyone guess, can... I'm guessing. Okay. It's just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I questioning too much? Yes. Okay, sorry. It is the oldest of CUNY's 24 oh. institutions of higher learning and is considered its flagship college. Now, CUNY yeah, what does that mean? stands for City University of New York. It's also known as CUNY. Because you know how it's the CUNY. State University oh. of New York system. So, that, so CUNY and SUNY. CUNY sounds like well, a it does, slur. But it's not. Okay. It's a C-U-N-Y. Yeah. <laughs> that also sounds bad. Yeah, you didn't have to spell it. Because <laughs> you could have you messed it up. <laughs> I didn't, though. Okay, so City University of New York. Yes. So meaning... Is, is the system that it's in. Meaning New York it, City. Yes, and okay. it is City College of New York is okay. the name of the actual school. Okay. So it's located in Hamilton Heights, overlooking Harlem in... Okay. <laughs> I will get to just about every question <laughs> now you're going you know to how ask. I feel sometimes. I do not chime in this often. No, but you're also not this charm that often. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> Located in Hamilton Heights, overlooking Harlem in Manhattan, City College's 35-acre campus spans Co- Convent Avenue from 130th to 141st Streets. It is affectionately known as the Harvard of the Proletariat. Now, what's what? the Proletariat? I actually don't know. I'm not up on my marks. It's the uh, working class. So what is the non-working class? Like, what are the I, other? I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it just means, like, it's the it's a working man's college. Yes. Because it's free. Yes. Or I don't know if it's... I don't know if it still, still is. Or was it this time, it but was founded, it started. It was founded time. that way. Well, there was a lot of free public education yeah. back in the day, right, for, for higher education. Like you my, said, your mom... My mother went to uh, her... She got her bachelor but tuition it, free. It wasn't like through CUNY, right? No, it right? was through it, the State okay. University of New York system. So it was SUNY? Yes. Where did she go? Potsdam. And that was part of the SUNY system? Still oh, okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um... Okay. But at the time, this was in the mid early to mid sixties. At that time, it, it was tuition free. That university system was. It was set up that way um, through Rockefeller, Governor Rockefeller. Set oh, up the, okay. Uh, he wanted to have satellite colleges all okay. over the state. That was the idea, and they have that. It so. would be nice if we could get back to that now, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, certain states just have better programs than others. It's just the but, way it is. But no, I. I don't know of a state that has a free to f- free Oh, any tuition. yeah, no. That's what I mean. Is uh, it would be nice the, to get the back to that. The University of California system was free until Reagan. That late. Mm-hmm. So all those kids at UC Berkeley, all the, the oh, they went to, burnouts they didn't pay were tuition. free? Yeah, they didn't pay tuition. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Fuck! I would relocate to Berkeley yeah. if what it you, was free. What do you Jesus. think they were, you know, getting fucked up and playing Frisbee? <laughs> you know? Because... And inventing disc golf. Yeah, yes, actually. Which we enjoy. Yes. I don't think we've mentioned that before on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think we have. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why don't you continue? <laughs> but here's the cool thing about this this college. The college has graduated 10 Nobel Prize winners. Wow. The most recent being John O'Keefe, who won the Nobel Prize for Physiology in 2014 for discovering cells that constitute a positioning system in the brain. <laughs> he is a graduate Very of cool. City College of New York of 1963. So he's winning this Nobel Prize 50 years later. That that name sounds familiar, but then as soon as you said what he won it for, I'm like, no, I must not. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> so for all my uh, non-millennial friends, that does not include you. That does you, not include me. I'll sit back now. Who kind of know Heavy D. That's who oh, we're about to get into okay. now. Because I he is who I am least familiar with. If I played you a couple of songs, uh-huh. one for sure you would know. Okay, what song? Um, I'll get into that. Okay. So, Heavy D. Dwight Arrington Myers. Aw, they always have the cute... Oh, the guys with the, like, the baddest-ass rap names always have, like, the cutest little... Dwayne Myers? Is that what... That mm-hmm. was Dwight. Dwight. Dwight! Like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Dwight Myers. <laughs> or Dwight Lauderdale. He was born in Mandeville, Manchester, Jamaica, on May 24th, 1967. 
67. So he was 24 at this yes. point in time with uh, the disaster. Okay. His family moved to <clears throat> Mount Vernon, New York in the early 1970s where he was raised. Now, Mount Vernon is yep. just north of... The city? Of Brooklyn, I believe. Okay. So uh, that's what I've always heard it as is like a suburb of the well, city. Well, it's, it's in Westchester County, and okay. Westchester County is like the main sprawl. Gotcha. The more traditional sprawl of New York City. Um, so he was raised, he was born in Jamaica, but he was raised in the New York City area. So so he's Jamaican-American, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. Heavy D and the boys, that's boys spelled with a Z. Z. <laughs> like boys to men. Was the first group to sign with Uptown Records with Heavy D as the front man and only rapper. He appeared as a guest artist on Janet Jackson's 1989 oh. single, All Right, which peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts. His biggest hit with the group... And the boys. <laughs> Heavy D and the boys. Was 1991's Now that we found love, what are we gonna do? I don't know that song. You don't know that song? No. Also, I'm not entirely sure. This is this is we, late I, 80s, early 90s. I'm not 90s, sure we're, we're able to. S- we could consider this educational value. We do have to be careful of like copyright infringement, but. Um, <laughs> We might be too small for anybody to give a shit about. But no, I don't... If somebody was to sue me over what I just sang, I'd actually be kind of proud of it. I'd be like, really? You think? (laughs) You think that sounded like it? No, that that doesn't sound familiar to me, but um, then again, it wasn't my era. I'll put it this way. Anybody who is within a four-year plus-minus age range of me knows that song. That fucking song is So anyone born from roughly 73 to 81. Yeah, knows that song. Gotcha. Yeah. That's not me. No, it was not you. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's it's okay to be be a millennial. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Much cooler cooler to be a Gen Xer. No, it's much better than being a Gen Xer. Yes. Yep. So that was his biggest hit. Was, that, what that, what that was the ter- name of the song? Now That We Found Love. Now That We Found Love. It was that an, sounds it was an so, up- like, easy. Oh, it's, it's, it is eight, late 80s, early 90s R&B. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So he was an R&B artist? R&B, or rap. rap. It, this is pop rap, kind of. Gotcha. So he wasn't, know. like, a gangster rapper no. or anything? No. No, no. Gotcha. Um, He's the commercial side of rap. Pretty much, okay. yes. Um, he would later to go on become the to become the first rapper to head a major music la- label when he became president of Uptown Records, and would go on to be senior vice president at Universal Records. Have heard of Universal? Full yeah. show. That's a that's just a little indie a label, a little in, tiny label in yeah. uh, Arkansas somewhere. <laughs> Sadly, he passed away in 2011 Aww. at the age of 44 from a pulmonary embolism. Oh, you know what that is? I. Meant to look it up and I forgot. I've heard the term before. It's, so, it's like so, a it's like a hemorrhage kind of, right? So you're pointing to your head, but pulmonary means your lungs. Oh, yeah, okay. So an embolism is a clot. To my knowledge, like there are air embolisms as well. You mm-hmm. know, like you can't get air into your bloodstream. Like that can be fatal. But um, to my knowledge, what a pulmonary embolism is, is a blood clot in the lungs Anybody who is a medical professional, feel free to correct, and we will do a corrections corner. But um, that's why, like, you know, um, when you're on a long flight, they tell you to get up and move around. Oh, because yeah. Because you can so get a not, blood clot yeah. in your leg, and any clot in your in your your circulatory system it can could. travel to your heart or can travel to your lungs. That is a pulmonary embolism. Okay. A, um... A heart embolism would be a coronary all the, embolism. All the Grey's Anatomy pulled off. See? It's good for something. <laughs> and I'm starting to watch Harlot, so I wonder what that's going to be Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's something different. Yeah. So that is that was Heavy D. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Yeah. Well, so was he, he is, really... Like, the name he was, Heavy D, was he, he was a, a large guy. person? Yeah. Okay. That, um, that might also have played into that a little bit. But so he was, he was one of the two promoters of the charity basketball game. Of this game where yes. this tragedy happened, yeah. The other being Diddy. Diddy slash Sean's Puffy Combs. Sean John Combs, that is his full name. His full name, is it S-E-A-N, right? Yes. Yeah. So you might remember the... Sean John... Mm-hmm. Close. Yes. He did for a while, That's yeah. his first and middle name. Okay. Was born on November 4th, 1969, okay, in, in New York City. Motherfucker's almost 50 years old. Yeah, he is. 
Uh, but here's the here's the thing. If you noticed, Heavy D was born May twenty fourth, nineteen sixty seven. So these guys are oh. two and a half years yeah, apart. Yeah, they're they're, they're, close. they're peers essentially, yeah. mm-hmm. generationally. Yeah. Um, while still an artist at Uptown Records, Heavy D convinced mm-hmm. management to hire Sean Puff Daddy Combs for his first music business gig as an intern. Why? Why? What was their? Did did he just know him and was like he was he was actually like a backup dancer in some of his videos. Uh, Diddy was a backup dancer for Heavy D. Okay, Mm -hmm. and was in like two of his videos. Okay, I'd like to Um, see those now. They're they're out there. I'm sure. Um. uh, Okay, so Heavy D gets management to hire him on as an intern. Okay. As an intern yes. at ye- no 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 at Uptown Records. Uptown, yes. right, right, right. Which is the label that Heavy D was with. Right. He soon became an A and R executive, and not long after wow. that, and not long after that, was fired by management in 1993. <laughs> so he stayed on for how long? Uh, roughly like a year and a half, okay. almost two years. Uh, in the same year of 1993, he founded Bad Boy Records and went on to produce hit acts such as Preg... Uh, preg. <laughs> such as... <laughs> Price. Such as Craig Mack, who He's had Craig? he had like one hit. Oh, one was a big hit. So he founded Craig Mack, and of course, the notorious B.I.G. B.I.G. Mm, which is where it all came in with um, last podcast, right? That's, yes, that was the. This connection. is where they mention okay this tragedy. Okay, gotcha. So did, let's see, ninety one Diddy would so he was twenty he was twenty two would be twenty four Diddy would be or roughly twenty two twenty two okay mm-hmm. so yeah he puts on this event well mm-hmm. both these guys are twenty two and twenty four they put on this event fucking young children <laughs> and, it, and it kills nine people Jesus so we're still on uh, we're still on Diddy. Um, See, that's the name I seem to identify him the most as is Diddy. I, I get into more. Okay. I, 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 trust me, I use all the names. Okay. All one, the at, names. At one point or all another. All the names. I have the best words. <laughs> the best names for Diddy. <laughs> and so so he produced Craig Mack, and of course his biggest success as a producer was Notorious B.I.G. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he also found success as an artist, and I... Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the actual air quotes, but in my mind, I am doing artist, artist in 1997. See, that's... With uh, his seven times platinum album, oh God. No Way Out. When did, I'm not going to get into... I'm going to try as hard as I can to not get into <laughs> that album and how okay. fucking terrible well, it is. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. When did you first become aware of Sean, John, Combs, P. Diddy, Puff, Daddy, Diddy, Daddy. With, with this, and then when he... With No Way Out? Or, no, no, or no, no, with, with, with the, this tragedy. Oh, and then when he that. And then when he founded Bad Boy Records, because they had a lot what of What year hits. was that when they founded Bad Boy? In 1993. Okay. But See, he, was, he was one of the guys, he was like one of the first producer people that was always in the video doing background stuff. So he was yeah. in videos. A lot. Gotcha. Even though he wasn't the main <laughs> He had to artist. insert himself. Oh, yeah. So my first awareness of, of Diddy was in um, P. Diddy. I probably remember him mostly as P. Diddy, but was when he was dating J-Lo. Yeah, that's, and that's when like right around 2000. He got fucking arrested for something. He got arrested for pulling his, pulling his gun. Okay, it was like the club. 97, 98, No, 99. this was New Year's Eve, 99, going okay. into 2000. Okay, so that's when I would have been 15, 16. Yeah, because yeah. that was all over the news when that happened. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with this. That's the only he, way he I was, knew who he was. He, he fucked up long before that. Okay. He has well, a series I didn't, of fuck-ups. I wasn't... By the time I was watching MTV, it was mostly reality TV. That's Like, sucks. it had started its yeah, turn. That sucks. You missed the golden age. Yeah, though. VH1 was still, like, doing pop-up videos or whatever. Whatever, but it had started to turn. Real World had been around for several years by the time I was watching it. Like I was watching Real World, Boston and Seattle. So like that was yeah, my that was era like of MTV. Six or seven years into it. Yeah. Like so I'm I'm not as big up on the music. But uh, according to Forbes magazine, Puff Daddy has a current net worth of eight hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Fuck him. <laughs> That's pretty much how I feel. Fucking talentless hack. <laughs> sorry, P. Diddy. He's no, not ta- he is not talentless. That's he slander. Is, sorry. He is a good producer. 
But he he's not an artist. No, exactly. Thank you. That's, Air that's, quotes that's that you're the talking di- about. That's the difference. All of his hits as a artist... He is a is, businessman. Are, are all shit. It's all stuff that he sampled. Like, he's a he's a businessman. Yeah, no, he's, he's a producer. Yeah. good enough. Okay, he's a producer promoter. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, yeah, and he's excellent at those two things. Fair enough. And Fair is enough. okay as an entertainer, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enough about P Diddy and Heavy D. Okay. Sadly, we are going to move on oh, to... Oh, we're into the tragedy itself, We are into huh? the tragedy. So, we've talked about City College. I've got to go uh, bathroom break. Okay. Do you mind if I have a smoke as well? At the tragedy itself. Oh, okay. That's right. So, that's right. We talked about Heavy D, mm-hmm. Diddy, and, and City, City College. College of New York. Yep. C-U-N-Y. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, on to the tragedy. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is not good. Uh-oh. The event, which had been advertised heavily for several... what event? What's the event? Oh, you're going to get into that. Okay. The event, <laughs> which had been advertised heavily for several weeks on outlets such as KISS Radio FM 98.7, was okay. billed as the first annual Heavy D and Puff Daddy Celebrity Charity Basketball Game. The first annual, so they were expect. Well... They were promoting it as though they were going to continue this on yeah, an annual Yeah, as if basis. it was going to yeah. be every year. It would take place on campus, which is City College of New York, okay. at the Nat Holman Gymnasium. Heavy D, a rapper and promoter-producer, Puff Daddy, were each to captain a basketball team and play opposite one another. <laughs> so they were... Wait, to captain? So they were going to play? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they weren't just, like, celeb coaching they, or they, whatever? They, well, they were, like, a... Like, Player coaches. Okay, you know. okay. It's a charity, stupid gotcha. thing. Gotcha. Who were the other players? Do you get into that at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Rapper LL Cool J. <laughs> Ladies love Cool James. Yes, they do. You know what I remember LL Cool J the most from? His sitcom in the 90s. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No! I'm that- kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Called oh god this kid I didn't know I didn't know he had in one. the house or <laughs> this is when my non googling we'll go with that that's okay in, in the, the house. house in the house no everybody. I have to look that up because I I have seen many episodes of it so anyway um hold on no 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 <laughs> LL Cool J sitcom in the house what I call it. <laughs> Like I think you seconds. said in the house. Did I call it in the yes. house? Okay, I'm going to take credit that Either I... that or on gonna, the house. On the house, I maybe could have called it on the house. In the house, that was LL Cool J. He played like a nanny, I want to say. That's, but I could be that's, completely wrong That's sad. That. I hope you're wrong. I might be that. wrong. So anyway... I saw on like UPN reruns. Anyway, go on. Rapper LL Cool J... It's so cool, James. ...was scheduled to play in the event, which, to ben- which was to benefit... The AIDS Education Outreach Program. Oh, that's kind of nice. Former heavyweight champ Mike Tyson also attended, oh. along with Boys Two Men. Was this prior to the Evander Holyfield ear biting? Oh incident? yes, okay. way before. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Because that I didn't happen until ninety seven. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this is actually before, just before his rape conviction, like literally, like a couple months before it. Was that for his his wife Robin? No. That was for it was for uh, like somebody he met in a hotel. Oh damn! So he's just had a string of domestic abuse allegations and convictions. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of curious that he was there because I think his trial had started by then or something. Anyway, (laughs) get away. um, Yeah. (laughs) Want to get away? So you also had boys two men. Boys two men. Not Uh, boys. Not boys to men. It's boys two men. Boys two men. And Run DMC were also there as well. Tickets for the event were $12 in advance and $20 at the door. Okay. Doors were to be opened at 5 p.m. with the game getting underway an hour later. 
Okay. It is estimated that 5,000 people showed up for the event while the maximum capacity for the gymnasium was just 2,700. Oh, that's a small area. Well, it's a little... Little it's, college. It's not a, necessarily a little college, but, but it's... But it's a little stadium. Yeah. It's a gymnasium. It's a gym. I mean, yeah. it's... Yeah, fair it enough. It is what it is. Probably, like, bleachers in the whole yeah, line this, that I'm, small. I'm sure they're probably, like, Division Two basketball. Mm. Division three, something like that. Mm. So they're not going to have a, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to have a stadium yeah. on campus. A gymnasium. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a better descriptor. One witness, Sharice Miles, said she arrived at 5 p.m. to find two lines formed outside the main gym entrance. Okay. She said there was confusion about which line was for the ticket holders. Oh, because there were advanced there was and advanced store and, yep. tickets. Or day of tickets. Mm-hmm. Miles and other ticket holders were admitted about 5.30 p.m., she said. Okay. Then the doors were closed with several hundred people still outside. Hmm. Shortly after 6 p.m. Now this is, okay, just if the research on this sounds a little back and forth, mm-hmm. I apologize for that in advance, but there was yeah. there was not a whole lot out there. You said this was kind of tough, About right? this incident, yeah. and the only stuff that really was was like the New York tabloids. So there's some conflicting information out yes. there. Yeah. Like there was not a... There was a little blip on it on History Channel. Okay. Uh, on the History Channel website. That's where I go to for pretty much everything. Okay. Um, there was no dedicated Wikipedia page. Yeah. All there was was like an, a mention in a list of other... Um, Disa- crowd disasters. Crowd disasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was a... So it, it was a, a tricky to one to research. You yeah. had to dig on this. Uh, yeah, and I understand that. I feel that that comes up a lot when, well, we kind of dealt with that with Chernobyl even, where it was like, it was a communist regime in yeah, power, so like... Not everything is well documented. <laughs> well, or... And the stuff a, that is... There's a lot of speculation, yeah. and yeah, I, I get that. I can so th- that. this is going off of New York Post, uh, New York yeah. Times, and what's the other tabloid? Uh, New York... Well, the Times um, isn't a tabloid. No, 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 but... The but Post, the Post and there's another one. In New York City, specifically. I want to say the Gazette, but that doesn't... Anyway. Okay. Um, so I'm getting this from the New York Times and a couple of tabloid okay, magazines. Okay, okay, fair enough, yeah. Okay, so Miles and the other ticket holders were admitted about 5.30 p.m. Okay. Then the doors were closed with several hundred people still outside. Okay. Short, people wanting to get tickets, presumably. Or people like who had tickets wanting to get oh, in, or okay. people who were just there wanting okay, to get in, wanting okay. to sneak in. Um... Shortly after 6 p.m., according to eyewitness eyewitness accounts, the crowd outside broke at least one of the glass doors separating them from the building lobby. Wait, so like by force? Jesus. Despite the presence of at least 66 New York City police officers, 38 City College campus security officers, and 20 private security guards hired by the event's promoters, the crowd was able to surge through those doors and rush into the building shortly after 7 o'clock p.m. So this was after the game started? The game is about to start. The game is starting. I thought you it said the game It was supposed to start at 6, oh, but there's okay. kind of chaos outside and this okay. and that, so it didn't exactly get started when it was supposed to. So long and short, the crowd was able to, like, just bust down the doors? Force their way into the building. Damn, but With shit tons of cops around. But we'll get into... Like how the where the gymnasium was separate from where uh, they actually okay. broke in. Okay. Okay. Um, so the place they're breaking into is the lobby. Okay. Which there's a staircase that leads down to the gymnasium, to, okay. but not directly to it, and so that plays like some, it, okay. that plays a role. Okay. So once inside the lobby, the crowd rushed down a short set of stairs leading to the gymnasium. Okay. Like a deadly human wave, the pressure moved through the crowd and down a stairway. That small stairway? Mm -hmm. Okay. At the bottom of those stairs, however, were four swinging doors, three of them closed. Ooh. Now, we're going to get into why three of them are closed. And there's no clear-cut evidence. It's all speculation, which I know you love. Oh, yes. As as Emily, I think it was Emily who pointed out on Twitter... (laughs) She said um, a classic Davidism sort of was, I know you hate speculation, but I'm going to speculate. Wait, here's some speculation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, four swinging doors at the bottom of the stairway, three of them closed. Okay. Oh. The doors did not open into the gymnasium, but oh. into a stairwell. 
So it was like a yeah. So it was like a series of doors to get to of stairwells to get to the gymnasium. Okay. While the three thousand strong crowd surged (gasps) forward, what three thousand people? That's estimated. Yes. That's that's the people who are outside yeah. got everyone's in and just everything yeah. everything's just yeah. everybody's Momentum. just moving forward There's just at once. Yeah. While the three thousand strong and that's an estimate. Yep. That's not yep. strong crowds surged forward uh, obliviously, the people who reached the stairwell first were caught in the crush. Yeah. There, out of sight of the mass of humanity above, yeah. because this yeah. game has just gotten underway. Separate from where this is occurring. This is so reminiscent of the Valletta Stampede. Yes. Except the main event was going on, like, right there. In in this instance, the people at the main event didn't really know that this was happening. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, Out of the mass of humanity above, the victims were buried, crushed, and smothered to death. And you said nine total were killed. It would leave eight dead on the scene. Okay. Six men, two women, one of whom was four months pregnant. Oh, a pregnant lady, too. And 29 others were injured, one of whom would later die of her injuries at St. Luke's Hospital, bringing the final death toll to nine. So six men, three women total Mm -hmm. died. And 28 injured. And 28 injured. That's actually shockingly low for 3,000 For how many people they estimate just bum rush this yeah. part of I mean you look for whatever right spot you can and that it seems like it could have been worse but I mean terrible for obviously for yeah. those nine people and their families the sound of glass shattering and screaming pierced the air mm. it was like a plane crash without the plane said emergency medical service worker Cy Collins among the first emergency workers on the scene yuck Yikes. all the casualties suffered crushing injuries oh EMS spokesperson uh, Sandra Mackey said, This type of injury is complicated by the fact that the extent of the injury cannot be determined by just external examination yeah. alone. Meaning that... Suffocation. On the in, or ble- internal bleeding. Internal bleeding, yeah. Like all kinds of shit is going to happen to you. Yeah. Victims were taken to Harlem, Lincoln, and Bellevue Hospitals and Columbia Presbyterian... Yeah. And Columbia Press. And Columbia Presbyterian Medical yeah. Center. All the victims had been crushed against walls, thrown to the floor, or oh. trampled by other oh. spectators, witnesses said. Yikes. Aww. Poor people. They were just trying to see a concert. Or not a concert, sorry. Well, there was, there was supposedly going to be a concert after the game. That oh, okay. wasn't... Okay. That wasn't for sure, but there was rumors that they might do a little something I'm because sure. they, they've got all these entertainers there. And they probably, if even if they weren't going to deliver on it, I'm sure they fed into that to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, of maybe course. we'll do a concert. Yeah. Oh, poor people. So obviously there was a ton of fallout from this. Uh, yeah, okay. I would hope so. Frankly, I would hope so. Yes, yeah, so to get back to uh, Chernobyl, let's uh, get into the fallout. Let's get fallout. Elected leaders and police, medical and city university officials, began sweeping inquiries into the event itself, City College, and of course, Heavy D and Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> so they went as far as, I mean, like, I don't know that that should, well, okay, keep going. Never mind. <laughs> officials noted that the tragedy was so isolated in the stairwell that while the basketball game was underway inside the gymnasium, confusion reigned on the landing above and that hardly anyone knew the stampede was happening yeah. until it was all over. Yeah. Lynn Schulman, an EM, an EM, another EMS spokeswoman, person, said the first call at 7.17 p.m. did not suggest the seriousness of what was happening. Oh, so they, the EMS, when they were... Um, when the, they arrived, they didn't really know what they were getting into. Because they hadn't been told, really, the extent Well, they didn't really although, know. Although the people who called 911 probably didn't understand it either. I was going to get into more of this, but it was too many spider webs to go down. But, anyway, yeah. but there were multiple calls to 911 that okay. something was happening out in the stairwell. People thought it was like a fight or something like that. Okay. There wasn't... It wasn't clear to anybody that nine people had just been trampled, or eight people had just been trampled to death, and one of them Mm -hmm. is going to die later. So So, kind of like, hey, something is going on, we're not sure what it is. Yeah, basically. So uh, it was not until 7.30 p.m., which was, you know, 13 minutes later, and in something like this, seconds matter. Because you can get crushed to death in Well, or you could be not breathing in, Yeah. you know, if you're left to in that condition for an extra minute you could die whereas yeah, if you get yeah. but anyway so yeah. 
It wasn't until 7.30 p.m. that it became a high priority. So mm-hmm. once people, the first wave of EMS people got there, they were like, holy shit. Yeah, this is worse than we thought. Yeah, so... The request to hold what was billed as the first annual Heavy D and Puff Daddy celebrated charity basketball game was made to City College officials on December 1st by the evening student government. Okay. The application did not specify the size of the expected audience, but oh. school officials expected to sell out crowd for a gym that holds 2,700 people so in they, its bleachers. So they, affected 20, or they expected 2,700 mm-hmm. people. Okay. About 1,500 tickets had been sold by the previous Friday of the event. Okay. And the profits were to be donated to the AIDS Education Outreach mm-hmm. Program. Um, and this is also 91, so at this time, just about every charity thing was for AIDS at this well, time. Fair enough. It really was. Had um, Magic Johnson come out as positive at this point? He did uh, three months earlier. Okay. So this was like yeah. a cause celeb, too, mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. AIDS now is just kind of... it's. Well, it's we are in a different era. You can live with, with it. It's an HIV yeah. than than twenty seven years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, at, um, at this time, Freddie Mercury died that same year. Freddie Mercury died in se- September of ninety one, which was a very yeah, high profile right. AIDS death. Yep. So yeah, that that would have been. It was a very different era for those who don't recall it. It was as a far very as that disease era. goes. Yeah. Yes. Well, as far as a lot of things go, mm-hmm. but yes, that <laughs> disease. As far as how Diddy goes, he was a lot different <laughs> in 1991. He was younger, for one thing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we all? there were multiple lawsuits from city, state, <clears throat> uh, victims' families, mm-hmm. a bunch of different stuff, and they all tort lead to... action. Intentional tort. Intentional, intentional tort. Intentional tort. No, this is intentional. It wouldn't have been negligence. Well, would it? It may have been unintentional. I should know because I just read the chapter. Keep going. <laughs> so there are all sorts of lawsuits out there. Mm-hmm. The fun, the finality of any of them. This is the only one I could find that because it was hard and this to is track and this is the yet. one that clears people to an extent. Okay. okay. So on January eleventh, nineteen ninety nine. The Court of Claims found City College of New York, Heavy D, and Puff Daddy equally responsible for the tragedy. Oh, so they they were <coughs> found... Now, um, you said it was the Court of Claims? Court of Claims. So that sounds civil. Uh, probably. That's not a criminal yeah, thing. No. That sounds civil, yeah. It does not take an Einstein to know that young people attending a rap concert camouflaged as a celebrity basketball mm. game who have paid as much as $20 a ticket would not be very happy and easy to control if they were unable to gain admission to the event because it was oversold. Mm -hmm. Court of Claims Judge Louis Benza ruled in a 73-page decision against the Umbrella City... 73-page decision, Jesus. Yes, against the Umbrella City University of New York. So this is going out against the whole... The university, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Court of Claims deals only with cases against the state, so the ruling has no legal effect on Combs and Myers. Oh, okay. So the the Court of Claims was actually... So they were were claiming a tort against the state. Yes. And now they they found Diddy and Heavy D also liable? They found found 50% of the blame went to the college itself. Okay. And 50% of the blame went Went to to Heavy D and to... Puff Daddy. So everybody As the promoters. Yes. So okay. everybody was found equally Okay. Responsible. But you said this this claim court of claims was only for state. Only for the state? I believe so. Okay, so it didn't matter whether like it didn't affect Diddy or Heavy It D? didn't I guess well what I have written down and mm-hmm. I, and I read through so many different things yeah. of this. What I have written down is that um the Court of Claims deals only with cases against the state, okay. so the ruling has no legal effect on Combs and Myers. So okay, I'm so assuming even that means they found them half liable. Right. It didn't result in any like punitive or any no. damages being no. like they any didn't jail have to pay time anything. or anything like yeah. that. No. Well, jail time wouldn't be in civil court. True. So, but it it sounds like it was only affecting the state that they were half liable and not Diddy. Yeah, and yeah I, I mean, themselves. I don't. Okay. This is just like one of the yeah. many lawsuits that I yeah, found sure. the the finality of. So, uh, but it sounds to me like through the eyes of the state of New York, 
they are responsible to an extent, but not... But not fined or right. not, not required to pay damages. Yeah. Um, so the judge also said that Combs' security people mm. were responsible for the fatal mistake... Now, remember when I said earlier about closing the stairwell door to the yes. gym? Yes, three out of four doors are closed, you yes. said. There is just speculation on this. There is okay. no court no tra- fact. no gotcha. anything that I can find that is fact. Okay. But remember how the basketball game was just getting underway when, when the stampede mm-hmm. happened? Because it started late. Yes. It was around seven, yeah. It is alleged. Okay. That they knew that there was a crowd outside, that some people had tickets, some people didn't. So they kind of took it upon themselves to shut off three of those four doors and put a table behind it. Mm. That is simply eyewitness speculation. There is also other eyewitness speculation that just said his security, his personal security guards were just standing by the doors, holding them shut. There was different stuff. But it's pretty clear that three of the four doors were somehow not opening. They were closed. Okay. And there was just the one door that was... So there was only one door that Mm -hmm. was able to be opened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So whether that was deliberate or whether that was somehow negligence is... Is simply... Speculation. Now, this court blames them to an extent, but obviously it has no legal bearing, so they can't... This is not proof. So... um, so again, the judge said Combs' security people were were responsible for the fatal mistake of closing the stairwell door to the gym. Oh, Combs's, so they 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 did find the security guards liable for that. Right. Okay. Combs forces who were fully aware of the crowd uncontrollably uncontrollably pouring down the stairwell created something akin to a dyke. Oh, so, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forcing the people to, forcing people together like sardines yeah. and squashing out life's yeah. breath from young bodies, the judge wrote. So if anybody... Eesh. Imagine going down a hill mm-hmm. at very full speed and there just being a wall on the other side of that and then you have all this momentum coming behind you. Yeah. And you can't yeah, stop that momentum. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. It's... It's not good. It sounded pretty brutal. Like a pretty yeah. pretty bad way to die. Yeah, and they're probably a bunch of young people too. Like uh, the people the ages died. were oh, okay. sixteen to twenty-four. Oh, really, really young mm-hmm. people. I says the thirty-three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is really young people. Yeah, I at the time was fourteen. So you were a little younger than mm-hmm. these. I was these about people, to be fifteen. Yeah, I would Aww. be fifteen very early on the following yeah. year. So, the judge also stated that had adequate security been provided and had proper crowd control Mm -hmm. procedures been followed, the breaking of doors and the stampede could have been prevented. Yeah. So, that's the other thing. When I mentioned before that there were, there was a lot of security outside. Okay. Yes, the the, 66 cops. There was campus cops and there were Uh also personal security that were hired. And New York City cops, yeah. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. But apparently they were mostly outside okay. because the because of the size of the crowd. That's where the crowd was. Yeah, got a little started to get a little out of hand. But the crowd but the, managed. <clears throat> yeah. The problem was they left themselves kind of bare on the inside. So Whereas they didn't, if they, they had didn't had, expect the crowd to be able to break in or yeah. If they had had proper security in the right places inside, they maybe could have mitigated some of it. Yeah. Well, they would have. This probably would have never happened. Yeah. Once the doors broke and stuff, they would have figured out a way to move people in another direction. Is what I stuff that I read. Mm. But yeah. anyway, they left themselves thin on the inside. Yeah. As far as the security yeah. goes, so that was one of the main causes yeah. of this happening. So there are several suits pending against City College of New York, P. Diddy. And the estate, you like how I use the word estate of Heavy D? Yes, that's right. Yeah, because why, why because that? he's dead. Yes. So to he this day, yeah, to this day. So I don't know why that is or how that is, but well, I'm guessing uh, uh, suits can pend yeah. for a very long time. I mean, there is due process in criminal proceedings. These are not criminal proceedings. Right. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah. And sadly, that was the City College of New York stampede. You know, you can just see how these stupid fucking 22 and 24-year-old rap fuckers. I'm not calling all <laughs> rap artists fuckers. Rap fuckers. I'm just 
I'm just saying. You weren't like, even calling them rappers. You're calling no, them rap fuckers. I just mean, like, I, the older I get, the like, year I get about like younger people. So like, in my mind, like 22 year olds and 24 year olds, like you're just barely getting it. Well, you're still just you're you're still just just like, dumb. For, yeah, really. you're still a kid, and. So and, and I don't mean that. And, and it's not meant to be condescending. It's yeah, just it's just it's you're, just your twenty two and twenty four. You haven't done a whole lot yet. Even and, though these two mm-hmm. had done a whole lot. Fair enough. By their but, age, but not like there's a difference between being like I'm going to record an album and I'm going to create an event and really understanding the the legal implications of that and the potential dangers of that. Any time. Like, you create an album, okay, whatever, but you create thousands of people coming together for something, you better be fucking sure you know, like, all, you know, your fucking exits, make sure your crowd control's under, under control. It sounds, like, it sounds like they did have well, the security have, they needed sure. to. But they were just not in the right place. It was not. It was not properly planned, is what yeah. it sounds like. Plus, whoever and that's what, and they, that's however, what the court of that's what the court of claims essentially held them liable for. Yes. that it was not properly planned. And whoever and however and for whatever reason, seventy five percent of the doors were kept shut. That's clearly poor planning. Piss poor planning. Yeah. So it at at best it's piss poor planning. At worst it was deliberate. So yeah. yeah. So it it just sounds like a couple of stupid twenty two year olds basically twenty three year olds we'll average out there we'll call them two twenty three year olds so twenty two year old twenty four year old like I, I will I will not say stupid these are not stupid men well but not, I will but here's what I will say I will say probably just you know you're not fully mature when you're twenty two or twenty four yeah and that's so true I don't it's, I don't it's mean fair to say our, our audience no, 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 who's but it's it's fair to say that they're immature. And, and not and, and not, maybe and just maybe ignorant of what they're doing and not educated in the legal implications and that's something that I think is it's it's actually not entirely their fault either because a lot of stuff that should be taught in school in my opinion in like high school includes real world stuff maybe not ex- explicitly crowd control but like you know, I think a crowd control class would be awesome. It would be amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, you come out of high school knowing how to do a fucking quadratic equation. But if somebody asks you, <laughs> you know, like, know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, um, well, like anything practical, they just don't fucking teach you that shit. That's why you have I to mean, learn on the know. job. Like I... you have to learn as... An adult, and when you're 22, you've barely had any time to do that. When you're 24, you've barely had any time to do that. So when I say, and I know I've been really insulting, when I say <laughs> stupid, I don't mean that in like a derogatory manner. That means in a loving sense. No, I mean as just in, you're only 22. Like, you don't have the obligation to know that stuff because you haven't been taught it and you haven't had the time to learn it. And that's, so when these guys were, like, basically, I got to say, like, yes, were they legally liable? Yes, they were of age. Like, they were over 18. They certainly could be held liable. I completely understand that. Um, But obviously, I I certainly wouldn't think that they did anything deliberate. It sure sure doesn't seem like it. No, no, not at all. Which would be indicated by the fact that there was a lack of criminal charges. Yeah. You know? And... It just seems like they just didn't think it all through, and well, not that they were, and not that they were the people responsible for that, because they probably hired people to to think of that stuff. I would think. Well, they, somebody hired those. I'm those sure cops. they. I'm sure they did, but they were still the promoters, so they were the ones that paid all the licenses or whatever that they had to pay, right? Uh, to put this thing on, so ultimately it is in sure. their hands. Sure. Yeah, and that's they're they're, that's they're the, the thing. they're the mm-hmm. producers, mm-hmm. and that's something important to note. Everyone wants to be the head honcho, but do remember, when you're the head honcho, it means you are responsible right. for everything. You can be sued up. Yeah. It's like every time that there's a, 
like a strike in sports leagues or a mm-hmm. lockout or whatever, and people are like, it should be split 50-50. I'm like, no, it should be 55-45. Wait, what do you mean split 50-50? Revenues should be split between the players and management Oh, okay. 50-50. Okay. And I'm like, no, it should be 55-45. I was like, slightly more for the management? Yes, because they're taking all the risk. They have to pay all the licenses. They had to make sure the building. They they per have capita. They still have the majority though. Yeah. Like but even I'm, if you even yeah. if you split it fifty fifty, that's what I'm saying. But. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. I get. I get it. Yeah. Like no, it, like I'm if you want to be the head honcho, realize that if something fucks up, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be the first. Yeah, you know, so well, you better be ready for that. That's that's why you know there's a lot of controversy over CEOs being paid. like a lot of money but it is true that like if something happens who's going down first I have no problem with a CEO being the highest paid person at the company they should be be. salaries they garnish you're the you're the captain of the ship Mm -hmm. you know you should be the highest paid person if you're you're the CEO Mm -hmm. should you make more than 300 times like your bottom worker that's where I'm going to differ but anyway, fair enough. Fair that's, enough. That's a that's a different topic for mm. a different podcast we have that doesn't even exist. My CEO does not take any more money than the lowest paid employee in the entire company. That is true. It's very true. I'm self employed. So <laughs> don't know. <laughs> it's a very equitable situation. She fired herself this morning and rehired herself this evening. I fire myself every day. Yes, she's back on the job. <laughs> Although after tonight's conduct with Woodford, I don't know that I'll <laughs> behavior unbecoming yes. <laughs> or whatever. Oh, that's that's it's just sad. a sixteen to twenty four year old nine six to twenty four, including a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. That's shitty. And the way like and they were it's... just going to see a con- uh, I keep saying concert. Sorry. They're just going to see a charity like, basketball they're game. Just going to see a charity charity celebrity basketball game. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to see like uh, well, who did you say? Uh, well, LL Cool J was there. Run DMC, Mike Tyson. Boys, two men. Boys, two men. There was a lineup yeah. card that I saw for each team, oh. but I only recognized those names those. that I gave. <laughs> I was gonna get into, and I was just like, nobody. nobody I, I'm like, I don't are. even know who that is. And if I you was, don't know who they are. I wouldn't know who they are. And I was are. like, and I was alive during this time, <laughs> like very much alive. So celebrity was used kind of loosely oh, yeah. on certain people. Yeah. They had a couple of big ones. Yeah. Um. I would say LL Cool J, Run DMC, oh, and Boys to Men are Cool J big. in 1991 was fucking huge. Yeah. That was probably at the peak of his success. Mm-hmm. And Boys to Men, <laughs> as Henry likes to say, I'm 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 oh, doing okay. the, the Henry Zabrowski version of saying it because I'm not clever enough myself. I remember when I swear was big. But uh, Boys to Men mm-hmm. had just started. Mm-hmm. Like they had had like their first hit, mm-hmm. like that previous summer, and would go on to have. Fucking ten more in the next three years. Do you remember Take Six? Nope. So I a, could. Is that, a, is that a Christian rap band? M- no, no, no. <laughs> it may have been. They may have been Christian, like a Christian ripoff of Boys to Men. But <laughs> but do you remember where like the R and B male group was like a thing? Just like, oh, in the early hell yeah. Just like in the, in the late nineties, it was it came um, back. Sync ninety eight yeah. degrees. The boy band, but thing. the boy band. But this was like the R and B. This is the R and B crooners. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah they're, they're uh-huh. huge in the early nineties. Yeah, there were fucking tons of them. Yeah, takes I, they may have uh, been I, a Christian I, band. Boys to Men was easily the most successful of all of them. I would oh say. yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. you had like. Shy, Shy was a band that had like one I or two heard hits. Of them. Yeah. Shy, Shy, S H Y, Shy, S H A I, I believe. Fuck that! We should look some of that up. It's pretty. What's the, what's the fucking point of spelling it? Like, okay, <laughs> sorry. Maybe it was one of their names. Maybe one was named Sean, one was named Henry, one was named Alex, and or. Yep, you keep well, going. There was not. Go with the eye. Um, Ichabod. <laughs> Ivan. Oh, there we go. Ivan Drago. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't be too. I don't know. I'm drunk. Let's move on. <laughs> well, we have we have moved on. That moved that was the uh, that was the sad. But true. 
sad but true tragedy of the City College of New York stampede. Mm. That's very sad. And this has been no, another... No. Uh, what? This is a reverse episode. Oh, that's true. Okay. <coughs> Clear your throat. Me, 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 me. Oh. Unique New York. (laughs) (laughs) The Human Torch was the night of Bangalore. Once again, this has been an episode... No, wait. Hold on. Once again, this has been an episode of All Bad Things. Wait, no, Another episode. But you also say the... Okay, I'm not going to try and pronounce... Like, okay. (laughs) This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week. There you go. (laughs)